Is the prize money narrative around sprint car racing accurate? We'll dive into some numbers, plus uh, a look at World of Outlaws parody, uh, more late model full-timers, and more. Uh, let's go. It's Tuesday, December 13th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. So I thought we'd have the high limit schedule to talk about today, but last night they decided to play PR games and release just three of their 12 dates. Uh, and it sounds like they're going to sprinkle the rest out over the coming days. They actually released three more today. I'm going to wait until uh, to talk about this until the full schedule is available. That will give us the opportunity to react to it as a whole and really understand the full context of it when compared to the other series and major events in 2023. So maybe by Friday, we'll get into the high limit schedule. Uh, in the meantime, I've got some other sprint car stuff for you to think about today. When it comes to the World of Outlaws, it seems as though in recent seasons, we've had maybe a little bit more parity and some closer championship battles, maybe than ever before. And I wanted to see if that was true, so I dug into some stats and some numbers. And it appears as though I'm correct. Over the previous three years, we've seen actually fewer outlaw winners than the three-year stretch before that, but wins are spread out more through that group of winners. For example, in 2022, we had 18 winners, but 14 guys with multiple victories. And if you compare that to 2019, we had 21 winners, but only 10 won multiple races. Also, we haven't had a driver with, more, uh, with 20 or more wins in a season since Donnie Schatz did it in 2018. That's four straight seasons. And looking back, the last time we didn't have a driver with 20 or more wins in a season was 2012 when Sammy Swindell led the way with 13. Shots went six straight years with more than 20 victories. The other thing to look at is the champion's margin of victory in the point standings. From 2011 through 2018, we only had one season where the points margin was less than triple digits. That was 2013 when Darren Pittman topped shots by 14 points. Every other year was at least 114 points, with 2015 actually being 544. In the stretch, though, of four straight titles for Brad Sweet, the margins have been insanely close. Not one season was decided by more than 80 points. 2019 was 4, 2020 was 46, 2021 was 80, and this season was 48. In the entire history of the Outlaws, outside of the past four seasons, the championship battle was decided by less than 100 points only five other times, 1978, 1998, 1999, 2001, and 2009. I think an argument could be made here that this is the most competitive the series has ever been in its history. One more thing, uh, thing for you, and this is in regards to the money available in sprint car racing. It's been a big topic of discussion lately. If you listen to the teams and the drivers, they need more. The streaming is supposedly big, according to them, and they're not getting enough of a share. 10,000 win shows are decades old, and things need to change. But consider these numbers. These are all thanks to SprintCarRatings.com. Awesome website. Bill does a great job. You may have heard uh, this site referred to this year, especially when it comes to guys like Brent Marks. And he and Anthony Macri are high on Bill's ratings, and obviously they made a bunch of money in 2022. I grabbed the top 30 drivers each season going back to 2015, dumped them all into a spreadsheet. I then added up the total amount of money each of those 30 drivers have made each season. I think it should give us a pretty good idea of how much money is floating around for the top echelon of sprint car drivers. And here you go. 2015, those top 30 drivers made $4.8 million all combined together. 2016, that was almost $5.5 million. 2017, it fell down to $5 million. 
which was the same for 2018, uh, right around $5 million. 2019 jumped back to $5.2 million. 2020 was a massively down season, but COVID, smaller schedules, all contributed there. So they totaled just shy $4.2 million for that year. Now, here's where things get a little bit more interesting. We're going to throw 2020 out as an anomaly. Obviously, COVID, all of this stuff, much smaller, not really a good comparison. We're going to use 2019 as our comparison season. So $5.2 million that year. In 2021, those top 30 drivers shared almost $6.4 million. That was 2.2 million more than the COVID year and nearly 1.2 million more than 2019, which is the better comparison. So from 2019 to 2021, we had a nearly 23% increase in the dollars shared among the top 30 sprint car drivers. For 2022, that number jumped again, with the total being 6.8 million. That was nearly a 7% jump from 2021 and a 31% jump from 2019. And to be clear in all of this, Bill's dollar amounts are based on the individual race purses and don't include things like the points funds and the bonus money and the tow money. And so how did this happen? Why did we have such a big jump in just two years? Well, the big events have certainly helped. Knoxville, Eldora, Husets, uh, and several other big events on the schedule have pumped way more cash into the system. But don't forget also that the Outlaws and the All-Stars have raised purses in the last couple of years. For the Outlaws, that included standardizing 10,000 a win across the board, and raising the start amounts to mostly 1,000 a win. There's still some 900, uh, or not 1,000 a win, 1,000 to start. And there's still some 900 to start in there as well. I get that we're in a world where everything just costs more and continues to rise. Parts, fuel, food, everybody feeling the, uh, the effects. And there's clearly work to be done to try and make the teams more sustainable. But while races being 10,000 a win maybe isn't super sexy, there's still way more money in the system now than there has ever been. And it continues to rise at a fairly rapid pace. Uh, We talked on yesterday's show about the full-time World of Outlaws lay model field for next year, and I just wanted to quickly double back. I had a few comments uh, about other drivers yesterday, and there were a few that I missed. Uh, We talked about Tanner English, Max Blair, Boom Briggs, Peyton Freeman, Chris Madden, Todd Cooney, and Nick Hoffman. I missed that Ryan Gustin is back, as is Brent Larson. So that takes us to nine full-timers with the Outlaws, five of those guys returning from last year, and four additions. The additions being Freeman, Cooney, Hoffman, and Madden. And I'm going to guess here that Dennis Herb Jr. will return, obviously a defending champion, but nothing official from those guys right now. We also don't know about Gordy Gundaker and Shane Clanton. Josh Richards still also without a ride. And back to Lucas, I mentioned yesterday McCready, Ricky Thornton Jr., and O'Neill. I did forget to throw in Devin Moran, as he and Double Down had already said they're going that direction. And then someone also mentioned Garrett Alberson being back after winning Rookie of the Year. I couldn't find anything about that officially. Uh, but he did an interview with Flow Racing and definitely sounded like that was the direction we're go- they're going. So that's five, and that doesn't include Earl Pearson Jr., Tyler Erb, or any of the other rookies that competed in 2022. And again, still waiting on Brandon Shepard's decision. I'd assume that Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Overton will continue with their pick-and-choose schedules, even with the addition of that added cash for Lucas. And I've not heard anything about the future for Jimmy Owens. If you know something about Owens, feel free to comment that below. Uh, The Short Track Super Series schedule for 2023 is out as of yesterday. Similar setup, North Region, South Region, Elite Series, uh, plus four days of racing down at Alltech in Florida to start the year in February. Elite Series, quite a bit different this year. Five events, three or 12,000 to win with the Fonda 200 and the Speed Showcase, both still paying 50,000 to win or more. A bunch of those elite races were 25,000 to win in 2022, but the release says that they're spreading that money down through the field more this year with the races paying 1,000 to start. 
North and South regions look pretty similar. Uh, the North did add a trip over the border. They've got stops at Granby and RPM. Matt Shepard actually won all three of these championships with the Short Track Super Series in 2022, so we'll see if anybody can slow him down next season. To see the full slate of races, head over to shorttracksuperseries.com. And I'm sure you've seen this elsewhere, uh, but we are running up on the shipping deadline to guarantee delivery from the Postal Service by Christmas. Their recommended send-by date is December 17th. So if you want to grab some Dirt Tracker merch as a gift, you've got just a few days left to place orders. Hats, shirts, and decals are available right now over at shop.dirttracker.com. I try and get orders out same day, uh, and I'll hustle this week if you want to buy something, so uh, you make sure to get it in time. Everything that you're going to order, high-quality shirts and hats, are from Kane Screen Print, uh, and the decals are really nice vinyl. Incredibly, so far, we've had orders come from 27 different states, and I've shipped stuff internationally, including to both Canada and New Zealand. That's really awesome. So if you want to grab something, shop.dirttracker.com. Last night was race number three of 10 for the iRacing World of Outlaws Sprint Cars. They took on Williams Grove with stops at Volusia and Eldora already in the books for 2022. Points leader Alex Bergeron did not get off to a good start last night. He had a tough qualifying run that left him at the back of heat race one. He did have some fortune on his side, though, as a first lap crash allowed him to move up pretty quickly, and he ended up third in that one just inside the feature transfer. In the main event, last week's winner Hayden Cardwell started on the pole and was out front for the duration. Braden Eiler tried to run him down late, and was able to get pretty close, but just not close enough for a move. So Cardwell, your winner over Eiler and Timothy Smith. Bergeron ended up fourth after starting ninth, and with seven races still to run, has extended his points lead to 47 now over Timothy Smith. Next Monday night, the series will take on Lincoln Speedway, which is actually a new addition track to the iRacing uh, service. Might be a little bit of a wild card. None of the competitors will have uh, had the chance to really race here a ton just yet. Interesting side note, too, about last night's winner, Hayden Cardwell. In 2021, he took the $10,000 he won from winning the iRacing World of Outlaws late model championship the year before and used it to buy an actual dirt late model. He's competed in crate competition around his home in Tennessee, and this year ran the full American All-Star Series. He won 13 of 31 races, Rookie of the Year, and the Series Championship. Not bad for a cartoon racer that isn't even 20 years old yet. You can tune in to next week's race on Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, free on Dirt Vision and YouTube. And before we get ready to close out today, big happy birthday to show watcher Jay. He and his girl Katie watch every day from Wisconsin. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope Jay has a great birthday today. Uh, just the two usual items on the streaming schedule today with Flow Racing 24-7 and Dirt Vision. Now, to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. All right, that's it for the show today. Make sure to hit that like button and subscribe. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. <laughs>